What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Cinema Flavor. Very excited to have you guys back. As I'm recording this, I'm currently one, two, three, a bunch of days away from seeing Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Going to LA for this one, man. We made a big, big deal out of this, and I'm very, very excited because I get to go to the Chinese theater. I've never been there before. I hear it's a really, really big deal. Uh, but in the meantime, if, uh, if you've been following me since the blog days, which it's not that wasn't that long ago. It was only like two years ago. Uh, one of the things I always preached about was going to the Chinese theater. I've always wanted to see a movie over there. And so this is a very, very big deal for me because I want to see what's inside, what's so special. Maybe I'm playing it up in my head, but I don't really care. You know, I've been waiting a long time. Uh, the other thing too, this is the last real big tentpole movie we're going to have, I'd say, for at least another three to four years. I mean, we're now currently in phase four of Marvel which means that there probably won't be an Avengers movie, or at least a, an Avengers-style movie for a couple years. And of course, this is going to be the last Star Wars movie for at least three years until uh, until Kathleen Kennedy can figure out what she's going to do. i seen a news report today saying that she's not going to do trilogies anymore. Very excited for that. Uh, so I really, really wanted this to be like a big thing. Wanted to make like a big event out of it. I live about six hours outside of L.A., so it's just, it's a thing, man. It's really much a thing. But that is not the reason I'm talking today. Today, I'm talking about the movie that got me into Star Wars. The movie that started it all, right? Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I was not born when this movie came out. This movie came out in 80, 80? I guess 1980. Uh, but I was very young when I watched it. At the time, my mother took care of foster kids. And they were really into Star Wars. And, uh... I remember my mom had a friend who, um, we were helping her move, some, something like that, she, helping her move, helping her clean, and she had this box of, uh, the, this box of VHS tapes, there was a bunch of them in there, like Lethal Weapon and Indiana Jones and whatnot, it wasn't, it wasn't even the original movies either, I think she taped them, and on one of them, it scribbled on there, it just said Empire, and then slash Jedi. That's just what it said, and uh, my foster brother was like, "Oh, dude, this is Star Wars. We got to, we got to watch this." And I was like, "What? No, no, we're not watching Star Wars. It's the ones with the swords, right? That yeah, it's lame. That's for nerds. We're not watching that." I gave in for a little bit. Um, I, I didn't want to, and then eventually one day we just we did. I, th I think we just kind of ran through all the VHS uh, tapes that we wanted to watch. I remember very clearly though how into it I got. Like that, just it was right away. Uh, that's whole the the space crawl was was to me I, well first off i thought it movie had ended i was like i thought we were rewind to this <laughs> i didn't understand what this space crawl was but seeing like a planet that was all made of ice seeing the millennium falcon i guess that's a kind of a weird movie to start with considering it's the the middle but star wars was i mean i i knew what it was I just, I never got into it, so I, like, I knew, you know, you know, no, Luke, I am your father. I knew, I knew all about that because it was referenced so much. Uh, but here, man, it really, it really hit. Uh, that Hoth battle, just all the movements and, and chaos with, like, the soldiers in the trenches, and you had the snow speeders going out the AT-ATs. I was like, this is so much cool, like, why did, I don't know why I thought this was for nerds. It's, it's not. I think the other thing, too, was that it's not overly complicated with a bunch of characters and lore there's a you know there's things like like lord of the rings and harry potter that throw a lot at you and i think people get a kick out of i've memorized all of this star wars is very much not that i think you could get away with watching the movies and you'll be fine i mean if you really want to get deep into it you can but you don't need to 
Whereas other movies, you really need to get into that stuff. You know, every movie like the the Hobbits and whatnot, they're all three hours to four hours long because there's so much to cover. Star Wars is not that way. It's you you pick and choose how much you want to be invested into it, and I very much appreciate that. No, I I get into it now. Th- that whole movie. The, the other thing too is it never really felt like it was old. I knew it was older, but it, it just didn't have that old-timey look to it. Episode 4 really does. It's so weird how that jump, those three to four years between those movies, how old they both look, because episode 4 looks like a big plastic set sometimes, where episode 5 did not. The the other side of it, too, was just all the characters were very cool. I, I like that a movie was taking time to separate, like, three different stories all at once. You had Luke on Dagobah, you had the Hoth battle, you had Han going to Best Ben to go see Lando. All of that was so much cool. And the other thing, too, was the characters in them, too. It just, it felt like a world. It wasn't a world that was, even even though there wasn't a lot happening, it always felt like it was pretty interesting. You know, Hoth was this secluded ice planet that was always snowing and had really bad blizzards. And you had wampas. All that seemed cool. And then you had a city that was up in the skies with Bespin. And then you had the Empire that was these big, big mammoth-like things that you could not stop. Darth Vader was a very cool, very, very cool character. I almost feel like I kind of like that that was my introduction to Darth Vader and not episode 4. Because his fight between Luke and, and himself is... That's a pretty good way to start Star Wars. The other thing, too, was the, the fight itself, just having a, a lightsaber fight or whatnot. I mean, of course, I, I don't quite remember how old I was. I, I do vaguely remember, like, either Attack of the Clones had already happened or was going to. But th- those, the, the the prequels, too, like, that was, that was, like, hit right on the head because I had been the perfect age to watch those because to this day, I still kind of like the prequels sometimes more than, like, the original trilogy. Ironically enough, Attack of the Clones is something I don't really watch too often, but like the other Phantom Menace, I I like Phantom Menace. I've I, I don't really barrage against it because I really honestly think it's 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 a kids movie. It's very much a kids movie, and I I think most people just don't understand that. You have this very big long gap between movies, and I'm sure your your fan base just grew up. I mean, Episode Four kind of is a kids movie if you think about it. Actually, no, I take that back. No, no, it's not a kids movie. Never never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of, immediately I'm thinking of the, the hand getting cut off. Here, the hand getting cut off too was, it wasn't even really grotesque or either. It just, it, it seemed very kid-like. But that launched a whole thing, man. Because I remember those couple years when we still had, those kids, I mean, if you're in foster care, if, if you've ever raised foster kids, uh, those kids don't really stick around, right? They're just kind of there until their parents figure things out. And, uh, uh. I don't want to say the foster kid's name on the pod. I remember my foster kid, uh, foster brother, uh, more likely, uh, Perry. Do we watch Star Wars every single day when we got off school? That was the first thing we did. You get home, take a backpack off, watch Star Wars. It was it was one of them. Because, I mean, at the time, I only had five or six. I only had uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi. That was that was it. I, I knew there was other ones, but I didn't really know where to get them. And, of course, you're a kid. You don't really have money to buy things like that. Uh, eventually, I was able to borrow a copy of The Phantom Menace, and we watched that. And we watched that a lot. Like, a lot. That was one of the main ones that we watched. And I, I think mostly because that whole third act is just nothing but action. And, of course... Like that's what that's what you want, right? You're a kid. You you want to watch a movie that has a lot of things going on in it, and especially for me because I've always enjoyed just 
these war type of a lot of chaos, a lot of movement. I, I've always been kind of attracted to those kind of things in movies. Uh, those, those, yeah, I mean, I enjoy those. Like, I, I think very fondly of them. I, I don't even consider them nostalgia because they were really, really good times. That, those are times in my life where, you know, you just, you went to school and you got to watch Star Wars. Like, what was better than that? There was nothing better than that. Uh, I remember, like, when I was in school, we, like, we would have toys. And, uh, like, it would just, it would be random toys. You know what I mean? Like, we would have so much fun just, like, reenacting the battles from Star Wars. It would be like, oh, here's a bottle cap. Like, it kind of, it kind of looks like General Grievous's, like, motorbike he had in episode three. Dude, we should, like, use that and play with it. And then we had, like, it would just be, like, other just junk. It would just be junk, but we'd have so much fun playing. Uh, eventually, uh, we did land some lightsabers. That was, that was pretty epic. A lot of blood was drawn those days. A lot of blood, a lot of sweat, no tears. You cried, you lost. That's how it happened. Mostly because those lightsabers were really cheap plastic. I, I think they fell apart on us pretty bad. Uh, it was like one of those, uh, Kmart ones that you would, like, you, you, you kind of, you know, shake it a little bit and the, the, the blade would come off, you know what I mean? And then if you hit too hard with them, with the, the plastic would get dent, so you wouldn't be able to push it back all the way down. So you just have like this, this lightsaber that was always kind of open just a little bit. Um, it, it, those, those times were so much fun. They were so much fun. Um, I'd, I've always wondered like what happened to them. I haven't spoke with Perry in, in many, many years, but I can only hope that maybe he's still very much into Star Wars. It's always nice to have a memory you could go back on and remember, especially when life changes on you so much. Uh, it just, it's cool to just have those memories in the back of your head. Just as, you know, you, you come onto new territory in your life and you get to go, well, yeah, this, this isn't familiar, but you know what is familiar? Star Wars. And the other thing I really like too is that it still, still exists. It's still around. I mean, there was, after episode three, I mean, for a long time, I got very scared because it was just, you know, George Lucas was very adamant about, you know, that's it. I've told the story I wanted to tell. I did six movies and I'm done. And there was always rumors. You know, there was, you know, oh, they're going to remake the original trilogy again, you know. Oh, they're going to make a TV show that's going to bridge the gap between all the movies. Oh, you know, I heard uh, uh, Mark Hamill's going to come back and he's going to do like a spinoff of Luke Skywalker. It was always these rumors and none of the, none of them were even remotely true. And it was, it was, it was difficult one because, you know, slowly but surely you started to see like that circulation of Star Wars just go away, right? Like after episode three, it just, it all, you know, the toys started to go away and the promotion started to go away and that was it. That was Star Wars. And I'm sure for most people, you know, you probably felt that way when you saw Return of the Jedi, right? You know, three movies, that was it. And it's... I, I can almost imagine what it probably felt like when you saw Phantom Phantom Menace and, you know, you waited that long to, for that. But, I mean, in reality, you still got Star Wars again, R regardless if it was good or bad. I mean, think of other franchises, right? I mean, if you're a really big fan of Back to the Future, you haven't had anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's been nothing. Even Robert Zemeckis is like, I'm never going to remake that. I'm never going to touch it. If they ever do it, I'm not going to be a part of it. And you, you're starting to see these guys get like Michael J. Fox and they're all starting to get a lot older. I mean, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is starting to come around again. But I mean, you're, you're, we're talking 30 plus years that there has not been anything. And so I, I you know, for me, I'm, I'm very grateful that Star Wars is still around and, and still still kicking. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I see like the future of it and I, I hope that if anything, they continue to tell a different story. 
down the down the road, and it, and it looks like they are. You know, after Benioff and Weiss, uh, I don't think they got fired, but I, I think they left that project. They were like, yeah, it was going to be a Jedi origin movie. I, I was like, dude, that, that would be amazing. As fans, everyone's been scratching and, you know, st- scratching and clawing for just some type of old pub. Old Republic, old just prequel to the prequels kind of content, and it just has not happened um, unless it's just in video game form. And I, I still say, well, hey, you know, at least the idea of it is happening is is pretty cool. Uh, so as a fan, I'm I'm still very grateful for that. This has slowly turned from a review of Empire to me just talking about what I like about Star Wars. But I, I kind of wanted to do that. I mean, Star Wars is so huge in my life. I'm I'm still as just as big of a fan i kind of wish sometimes i could like hop in a time machine and just like show my younger self like hey by the way all those toys you wanted you're getting them you're buying them throwing money that's what happens <clears throat> i mean at the time you, you know you didn't really have anything i when we were younger uh we used to collect cans like literally just go around like to like street parks and whatnot and we'd just get cans and like me and my brother would just do that and we would save up our money and we'd like either get some type of toy and we we both had to agree on it right uh i remember one of the things that we got was well of course the lightsabers but uh we got a jedi fighter one of the jedi fighters at at walmart and dude we were so stoked it was it was it was horrible too because we had this pouch of money or this pouch and we kept all our money in there and i remember we're going we went to walmart uh, we go up there and I, I look at Perry and I was like, hey, Perry, uh, do you have the pouch? He's like, no, I thought you had it. And we're like, I, I never had it. No, I thought you had it. And we just kind of like, we're just looking at each other like panic. Like, dude, we didn't we didn't bring the money. We look. You know, at the time, my mom had a uh, uh, F-150, a truck. And for some reason, I, I'm assuming it was probably my fault. Maybe it was his. Uh, one of us left the pouch on the bed of the truck. And it lasted the whole way through, dude. It was... It was so cool. It was like, like the force just kind of helped us out. It was, <laughs> oh my God. Got the, st- the Starfighter, which I have no idea where it's at. I'm assuming he probably took it with him or maybe it just kind of got lost. And it, it was so much fun. It was, it was the same thing. We used to use that. And that was like our big, like, Hey man, it's my turn to use the Starfighter. We used to fight about it all the time, but it was so much fun. Uh, I mean, if anything, he really got me into those movies, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. You know, I, the thing is, people always complain, well, like, you know, George Lucas only cares about the toys. It's like, well, yeah, because they make for good toys. Like, if anything, he's just a really good business person, because at the time, and I, th- still, even now when I see it, there, there's still quite a bit of merchandise that comes out for, like, these movies, but I, I ve- very much remember when Revenge of the Sith Attack the Clones and Phantom Menace were all in theaters. Every single time, there was like an entire aisle, and it, like, and and this wasn't like old Toys R Us where in, there'd be these little blocks of aisles. No, it would be like an entire aisle of just toys, all dedicated to Star Wars. It was everything Star Wars, or maybe who knows? Maybe it was just me. Maybe it's because I was so little, and just to me, it seemed like it was massive. But you know, now it just kind of seems like you know, you put a couple toys in one little section, and then the next is for like Hot Wheels or for Legos, you know, Pokemon, anything. It just it always seemed like that. But back then, dude, there was such an array, such a option for anything, and you know, it it would range for like something huge, like oh, dude, look at this. You know, this lightsaber's like a hundred bucks and, you know, it's the fluorescent ones with the, the, you know, the handle that's like basically made out of metal all the way up until like, you know, oh, this, you know, you have little, the ad that stand on a stand, you know, they're, they're kind of like, 
It's just the little mini figures. And it was all of that. And all of that was so much cool. And it just, I mean, if anything, it was just, it was cool for collection. That's just what it was. I've never understood why people get so upset about like, oh, he's selling out. It's like, it's not, it's not selling out. It's cool. I want more toys. If anything, I want even more now. Uh, the, the Black Series stuff, too, was, was so much cool. Uh, even now when I look at it, like, I just, I can't help but, like, just go to the toy section and just check stuff out. Like, I just, you know, even though I'm never gonna get it, because in the meantime, man, I, you know, I'm not really playing with toys, but I, I still very much co like collecting them. It's just there's never really any room and it just, it collects a lot of dust. If anything, it's just kind of sad. You just have to look at it and just go, yeah, I can't open you. Maybe one day you'll be worth money. I don't know. It seems like the market too for Star Wars toys, uh, it's not oversaturated, but I, I don't think there's much of an interest anymore. And I think a lot of it just has to do with the amount of things like the Funko Pops that have come out, the Black Series stuff, it seems like they're kind of re-releasing it. I think, I think a lot of it just has to do with how close these Star Wars movies are coming out to each other. You know, back then you waited three to four years for a new movie, now you wait a year and a half. And in between that year and a half, you get another movie. So you get a, a, a Star Wars movie every year and a episode movie every two years. You know, I, I think if anything, that just cuts into it because, you know, a store like Walmart is going to hold on to that stuff for as long as they can. And of course, you're going to have to push all that stuff out. And a lot of that is stuff that really is not wanted. And I think this goes into the unnecessary amount of characters that are probably added for toys sometimes i think i think that sometimes is the sellout point right it's not so much you know you can have a leia wearing four to five different outfits in a movie i think that's fine but when you have a character like rose or i believe his name is dj whenever benicio del toro's character was called yeah i'm pretty sure it's called dj now that feels like that just feels like a character that i'm looking at on screen right it's just a that's a toy that's, that's basically a toy. And it's a toy that I don't think most people really care about anyways. That's the selling out part. Especially when you have to add these characters. Like, I'm, I'm playing Fallen Order right now and I'm just about done with it. Um, but I'm, like, looking at characters and I'm like, yeah, these, like, the Inquisitors. A lot of times the Inquisitors could be a little, like, yeah, you're just, you're the same Inquisitor like the last one. Except this one just has a helmet and it's a female instead of a big warthog thing. You know, but you know, I can't, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be picky and choose yet. I'd still think it's kind of cool to look at. I like to be all over the place with this. Uh, I mean, this, this, like I said, this was going to turn into a review of Empire, but I have seen Empire a million and a half times. You know, there, I, I don't really think I, there's anything that I could say that really hasn't been said about it already. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, nothing, there really is nothing. You know, I, I think everyone's done their fair share. I like seeing that there's a lot of people on there that are like, you know, hey, I'm doing my, my review or I'm doing, you know, my rewatch of Star Wars. I love that so much. You know, I've, I've gotten to do my own. Uh, I've always, I always watch episode four during, you know, May 4th. That's just kind of something I like doing. But like, you know, when we start to get toward these, you know, holiday months when we got a, quite a bit of time, I very much like that. But the other thing I really like is this new content that has come out. You have stuff like The Mandalorian. Um, I'm getting to rewatch stuff like the Clone Wars cartoons, which they were on Netflix and I got to watch them again. But on here, I get to see them again. Stuff like Rebels, stuff like The Resistance, you know, the full season of that, you know, I've only... I've got to watch all that. And a lot of that was just kid shows, but it's still it's it's still stuff you can consume. That's still Star Wars. It just very much gets you into the spirit of I want to watch a new movie. And I really, really like that Disney has done that. Especially the Mandalorian, because the Mandalorian feels like God, man, that that feels like old school Star Wars, but if it was made today. 
You know, there's so much of that that just the way characters talk, especially this last one. I mean, the, the time I'm recording this, um, episode six came out, uh, and it's, it's this episode with the Mandalorian, and he's with these group of smugglers trying to get a, a prisoner out. And the way it's shot, and the way that, you know, you have all these other smugglers who are just, they're very rowdy, and they're very just, you know, they're very sketchy, just, you know, you don't want to turn your back to them. It just, it feels so much like bounty hunters and, and whatnot. Uh, all that is, it, it feels right. Bill Burr was pretty cool in that one. Almost, I, I knew he was going to be in the show, but I thought it was going to be like a voice of like an alien. Here, it's just him. I thought, it, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, all dude, all of that is so great, so great to watch. You know, I, I, the other thing I like seeing too is just the the amount of people who are starting into Star Wars now. You know, I've met, I've, I've been meeting quite a bit of people who have like I've never seen any of the movies. I've never, never consumed any of it, and always, I'm always still fairly shocked to hear. But I mean, if anything, it makes sense. I mean, I've never watched all the Harry Potter movies. It just, you know, it's just something you don't do, and it's maybe because there's not as much of a push maybe because it's just not interesting but you know now that there's so much out now and a lot of it's very good it's almost re-spark this culture where star wars is around and the name is just constantly out there that people are like you know what i think it's about time that i i check out something you know i was actually talking to a co-worker about this she's like yeah my wife has never seen any of them he, he got to see like all three of the original movies again you know like in in basically like two days i thought that was that was great that was fantastic this goes right back to just Disney, man, really just pushing that agenda, really. You know, even though there's things I, you know, sometimes I don't agree with. You know, there's things that like The Last Jedi that I'm like, just, it didn't really quite hit. At the time it did, but it just, it hasn't really settled. And it's probably not going to be a movie I watch too often. But it's still, it's still Star Wars. I, I can't, I can't be mad at that. The other thing I want to talk about too was how Star Wars has never really phased out. At least for me. Uh, I, I think everybody goes through times when they get into other stuff. I know, especially for myself, a lot of that was like the teen years where I really got into like heavy metal music and, and whatnot. But Star Wars was still, like, it, it was still something I really enjoyed. I never really had like a, oh, I'm too cool for Star Wars now. I just, I never, never really had that. I mean, certainly you don't consume it the way I did. I mean, after a while, you know, I'm not going home after school and watching Star Wars, but it's still, it was still around. It's, it's still kind of just st stuck. You know, I mean, there was certainly times where, like, I was still really into Pokemon, but I, I got out of it. You just kind of fall out of it. And I think now that I've got even older, I, I really just don't care about Pokemon because it's just the same kind of product. But Star Wars is not. Star Wars is here to stay. And I, I, I think a lot of that has to do with other fans. Because I see a lot of other fans that still stick around with it, I think, have always just been fans. I love seeing the stuff that they put out. You know, I, I like seeing other fans who post stuff on like Instagram of like, oh, you know, here's my here's my Star Wars room. That was a, a, a fan that I saw a couple years ago who had just like this like massive room with just like all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, dude, I've been collecting since I was a kid. Like I never stopped. And I was like, oh, dude, that that is that is beyond cool. The fact that you could just stay true to that all the time and just, you know, just be true as as a fan. Very much a fan, which I, I guess I could talk about fans now. I I know pe the the reputation is you know Star Wars fans are very toxic and and whatnot. I don't believe that. I really believe that the the fans who are kicking and screaming that Rose is a useless character and saying racist and sexist things are they're, they're the same ones who are blindly accepting DC and you know trying to say that you know Marvel and DC is a rivalry. It's the same. It's the same people. There's there's no like oh this one guy is just this, but I don't care about anything else. It's everyone else, man. The, you know the internet makes you vocal, and because there's no 
because there's there, there's no discipline to any of it. Uh, people could just say what they want, and of course, when they say what they want, and it, it has to do with something with Star Wars, of course, that reputation befalls on Star Wars because they get called toxic. You know, we get called toxic and whatnot, but it's still the same people. Really, it's the same people. I'm sure there's some people out there who are specifically like, I hate everything Disney has done with Star Wars now. Uh, but that that one, it's it's a very short list. I really feel like it's just it's a small group of people collectively around somewhere who are just who just hate on it. I think a lot of that attributes to like, I remember when I was on Facebook, I used to be an admin on like a page that hated like fake metal. It'd be like Black Veil Brides and uh, Blood on the Dance Floor not, and whatnot. They're like, dude, this is poser metal. This is po... And you realize it's just, it's... And in your head, you're thinking, wow, this is like a big group of people who are just going to rise up and just hate on this music. It's it's 10 guys in a basement. That's what it is. And once you start to learn that, you you visualize it like, no, this, this these people just have their energy is in one place and it's it's too much and it's not a good thing. And of course, it just creates something that is it doesn't make you feel good. I'm sure for those people, it doesn't make them feel good. But I mean, what's their other option? You know what I mean? And I, I don't like that. You know, I, I kind of wish that that wasn't upon us. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I don't wish that for any fan base. I, I wish people could just enjoy what they enjoy and just go on with their day. Uh, but it just, that's just not how it works. And I really, it's just something you got to live with. So anybody who's listening, if you're a hater or not for new Star Wars or, you know, there's too many, there's too many females in Star Wars. I agree with you to some extent. I just, I don't, I don't take it. <laughs> I don't, my hatred is like at a 14%. It's not at a hundred. You know, I don't, I don't quite like Laura Dern and her movies. I, I think she's kind of, if anything, she's really annoying, but I'm not going to go online and hate it. Or say awful things about Laura Dern. Same thing goes for Ryan Johnson. I feel really bad for him because, you know, I, I think, one, he probably really wanted to make a movie uh, for Star Wars and the fans just completely hated it. And he has gone out of his way to just argue with everybody online. Ryan, you can't, you, it's the internet. You never win. All right. I'm sorry, man. That's just what happens. But the other side of it, too, is just the, the fans themselves. It's sometimes you just get a kick out of it. It's really weird. I don't, I don't understand how you get a kick out of just making someone mad about what they did i just i i don't know i just i've never quite understood that well that's the fan base man sorry to say i'm hoping rise of skywalker i mean there's gonna be people who hated but i i really hope that the backlash isn't as bad on this movie than it was for those movies i think even the force awakens sometimes gets a lot of bad rep because it's just episode four but in reality to me that makes a lot of sense considering that's our first introduction to star wars in a long time i think it's fair to make people feel good about it it's like star wars is back also, I want to get into what the Rise of Skywalker could possibly do, right? Because uh, at the time of this recording, I'm I'm trying to stay offline. I don't, I don't want to see anything. You know, I, I think I saw one thing. I'm really hoping it's not true. Because if it is, it's a really, really big spoiler. I don't want to say it on here. Um, but I kind of want to see what the Rise of Skywalker does for this, th this franchise. Because... This is really being built up as this is the end. You know, this is going to tie all the movies together. One, I want to know what exactly are you are you tying up? Because to me, it just, and, you know, the first six movies never really felt like... I understand they take place in the same universe. And they're following, for the most part, the same characters. But it never really felt like it was connected. It just, it, you know, it's... The first three movies happens. 18 years later, here's what's happening now. And the, and the prequels... You know, sometimes they give it quite a bit of fan service. 
uh, it just it never really felt like you know Han, you know having Han Solo interact with the droids is fine, but having him interact with Yoda probably would have been weird. Having you know Luke talking with certain characters and whatnot, you know I I don't think that probably would have worked because so much time has passed. Here we're talking about you know oh you know it 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 might be something where all the characters might be in one room together. At least that's what I'm implying it as. To to me that feels a little a little weird. Only because one, you know, I I think you know having having Ray potentially be the okay she's gonna be the bright light that saves the Jedi. Well, we saw that in, in Return, right? And we saw with Luke that it didn't really work out that way. I think if anything, I, I think if you're gonna drop everything and just say, hey, it's gonna be connected, maybe you just say the Jedi and Sith both have had their disagreements, both have had their you know their peak, their you know this is the best time we ever ruled. Both of them went extinct, and I think if anything, maybe this movie should just you know, hey, Jedi and Sith don't work. Just that that process does not work. Maybe that's the thing that ties it together. I that to me that makes more sense than anything else. I even some of the promotional stuff that they've been putting out with like you know Kylo going to a temple and he's hearing you know Darth Vader's voice and Emperor's voice. That does feel a little bit fan servicey. I can only hope that it's it's something that is needed, right? If because be, one you know Kylo, we don't really know how involved he is with the force right we, we saw in force awakens that he would talk to the helmet of of anakin or he would talk to snow we still don't really know what snoke's involvement is or or who he even is really and i can only hope that those movies don't really tie into anything else it just kind of you know it's been 30 years later here's the current situation that's going on in this this universe here's what's happening with everything and to have them all, you know, here's a nice bow over everything. Well, it's like, well, the the nice bow would just be the story's done. There is no Jedi Sith. Everybody lives happily ever after, right? But that also seems kind of blunt. It seems like I'm ragging on it, but I'm not. I'm definitely not ragging on. It. I'm I'm very very excited to see how this is gonna play out. If anything, I'm really excited to see how that space battle goes because that thing is gonna look massive. I mean, we're talking like if you thought the battle above Coruscant was huge, this battle looks like it's gonna be ten times that. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see. I'm not gonna see this in IMAX the first time I watch it. There was a little bit of a problem with my ticket, so. I'll probably be able to see this when I come back home, probably within that same weekend. I'm, I'm kind of hoping to. I don't even know how that's going to play out. I mean, that entire Christmas week is probably just going to be bombarded with stuff. I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like for those next couple weeks. I mean, you know, when Endgame came out, Endgame was sold out for days, days and days. I mean, now that there's Christmas coming up, there's a lot of people off. I don't know. I, I'll, I can only keep my fingers crossed that I'll be able to go see this in the IMAX probably like in the morning to, to see that battle if it's as big and massive as I think it's going to be. That's uh, That'll probably just wrap up my retrospective as far as that's concerned. I want to give a very, very, very big thank you to George Lucas though. I know on the, on the pod, like, we always joke around, like, I like making fun of the guy and making fun of his voice and whatnot, but I do take my hat off to you, sir. You have been a very, very big influence on my life. A very big one. Your world that you created and you made in your head, I mean, that's, that's really, really impressive, you know. 
I have spent a lot of years pretending I was a Jedi, pretending that we're lightsaber battery. A lot of imagination and a lot of things have come up. I can't tell you how many times I still, I, I still do this. Is still the I walk through like an automated door and I just pretend to open it with the Force. Like those little nods and those little things, we owe those to you. Like I, I speak for everybody on our behalf it's just this world is so it's so great it's so creative it's so even at that time even though you, you can't really tell Endor's a big place but it still just feels big because you know it's yours man you created it i mean george you you have had a big impact i think on a lot of us you know and, and still to people like kathleen kennedy you have kept that going people like john favreau have kept it going you know a lot of those people who are creating the stuff now, there's, I'm sure they grew up the same way. They're, they played around with toys and, you know, in their head, they're, they're, there's, they're huge fans and you can't really take that away. You can't, you know, it just, it, the fact that it sticks around this old, I, I see so many Star Wars fans who were fans back in 77 when the original movie came out who are still fans to this day. There's something about Star Wars that really just is so different from everything else. And it's really, I mean, I guess if I got really into detail about what it is, I, I could probably finish it. But I mean, the thing is, I can't really compare it because most other stuff that's massive like that, it's nowhere near what Star Wars, as far as longevity wise, is, right? You have stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and Star Trek and, I mean, I, I guess you could say like other trilogies that are like The Mummy and whatnot. Like, that stuff has not stuck around nearly as long or as hard as Star Wars has. Even stuff like Harry Potter, I know I keep bringing Harry Potter up, but I, that's the only other thing that I could think of that's as big as Star Wars, and that's not even as big. I don't think the fans care as much about, like, uh, whatever the Fantastic Beasts, you know. Like, I don't see fans, uh, you know, rushing to it. I mean, I, the only thing I can really think of is, like, Marvel and DC. And only until recently has those movies really gotten popular. You know, before that, it was just, you know, it, you got made movies out of it and that was it. And I think maybe that, that plays into it is because Star Wars was a movie before it was anything else. Before it was a video game, before it was a book, before it was a comic book, before, you know, it was toys. It was a movie first, you know, so it has that stigma of cinema and then it became something else. It's almost like you have the option to choose how much of a fan you are versus where anything else is, right? Like you, you want to read a book of like Hunger Games, you have to read the books first before you watch a movie you'll be you'll be lost you know for star trek you know it's it was a show and then there's movies and then you know you have to watch a couple movies to understand the show and then you have to watch a show to understand a couple movies it just it always it it feels like homework sometimes i think with star wars it's none of that and the other thing too is it's it's, it's fun it's so much fun george i i Again, I take my hat off to you. You are a big inspiration for a lot of us. And I will see you guys during The Force Awakens. We'll have our review for that whenever, you know, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, all three of us will be able to be on that episode together. So I'm very excited for that. All right, guys, I'm going to end it right here. Uh, go to TikTok, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, go to Cinema Flavor so you can see all our contents. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify to hear this episode as well as past and future episodes. All right, guys, I'll see you later. May the Force be with you.